This is the I Sell Podcast. Each week, we publish an interview with top industry leaders to help educate you on your business journey. Check out iSellNetwork.com for more interviews and materials to help train, motivate, and inspire you. Now, here's your host, Zach Johnson. Hello, 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 I Sell Podcast. We are here today with a super special guest. I'm super excited. So much stuff he's done in his life so far. Steve Ewing, welcome to the show. How you guys doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. I'm, I'm super excited to kind of dig into this. You've just had just such a plethora of things you've done in your life. Right. Can you uh, kind of... Can you kind of walk me through kind of um, where you're from, a little bit of your background, and then we'll kind of dig into some some of my questions. Well, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, been doing uh, music my whole life with the band The Urge from out of St. Louis, of course. And uh, probably after a good 15 years of touring, we got into doing some food uh, stuff with, with hot dogs here in St. Louis as well. So we started the hot dog restaurant um, in 2011, and we just kind of been pushing forward since that. Started started doing a little little competing and bodybuilding in the past few years as well. So, um, what was the uh, thing that really got you into music to start? I mean, what was just a passion since a kid, or what was kind of your influences there? Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to be in a band. <laughs> Growing up, it's like that was one of my things. Like I was way just big into records and and in music, and I just always wanted to be in a band. So. You know, when I got that opportunity in high school, uh, me and the other guys kind of all felt the same way. We just wanted to be in a band. So we didn't even know what kind of music we wanted to play. We just wanted to be in a band. So we, we put the urge together and just kept kept going and kind of figured out our sound as we went along. Can you kind of talk uh, about what that journey was like? I know a lot of people think that these bands just make it out, you know, overnight, but it really is a lot of hard work and dedication and kind of what did that look like? I mean, obviously it started as a passion just because you wanted to be in a band, and then all of a sudden, I mean, what was when did, when did the traction start? How how many years in? We were doing small parties, some clubs, like, early on. And it took, it took a good, like, three or four years of getting the van and hitting the road and, like, getting outside of the city and, and playing some other places and really just kind of exploring and meeting other uh, musicians before people kind of started to take notice. And at that point, we had had released three independent um, CDs. So it's one of the things where we we knew we had to tour, we knew we had to continuously release music, whether it's just regionally or locally or whatever. We had to keep being creative, keep putting music out. So eventually um, it, it paid off. People started paying attention. But, uh, yeah, it, it took a while to, to to tour through the region or whatever to get people to kind of perk up a little bit to it. But that whole period of time was like probably one of the most fun periods of time in my life. So it was really cool. It was just driven a lot by passion, it sounds like. Um, what, what was, was, did it come to a point where it ever felt like work or was it just like constant, like we just need to release because I'm, I'm just passionate about what I'm doing? Um, only time I ever felt like it was work is maybe like the last major record that we had made. Um, we, we really were kind of coming to a place where we didn't know what we were doing, uh, creatively, but we were, we were on the deadline to put things out for the record label. So 
at that point we felt like maybe we're like we're working, but it's it's awesome work. So right, right, <laughs> so absolutely. That's, that's never been that's like the greatest job in the world. So that's you know, to me it was like, well, that's not a big deal. But before that, it really was about exploration and more than anything. Like, where are we going? What can we do with this? Like, this is every every day. Everything we do right now is like a discovery. It's like super cool. So it's when you it's actually when you start to become discovered, or then it becomes. Uh, it's, it's a little different. You have to shift gears a little bit. And what was what was that process like? What were some of the struggles that came with that? I mean, because you really are kind of running a business, right? Uh, and you have a team yeah. with you. And and what 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 challenges start to arise uh, started to arise for you when that that kind of you started to be discovered? Uh, the biggest challenge probably is time, um, because you're under a time constraint to release new music, because you're now selling music commercially. So. Um, you have a machine, marketing machine that's looking to put the record out and to market it, and they put a plan together, so they want music in a timely manner. So it just becomes a little bit of a different thing. So before that, you took your time to make it, and now you're under a deadline. So it's just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But that's probably, to me, that was, that was the biggest difference, you know, like at that point, is it's no longer just doing music... Um, as an art form, it's, you also make a living at it. So. Right, right. Do you do you feel like music has changed quite a bit recently with you know the the sound clouds and all this stuff that's been going on recently? Um, I, I don't think music has changed. I mean, like the creative process is still there. Uh, how we listen to it is obviously different. You know, I mean, we, we stream and you know we don't really buy uh, like you know like a hard medium anymore, like CDs or anything like that. Right. I guess the LPs are kind of like popping up, whatever, but in our day-to-day lives, we listen, you know, on streaming devices, whatever, which is what we have in our hands. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see much of a difference in the creative process. But do you think it gives an opportunity for a little more independent artists, you know? Like, that's what I've been kind of seeing lately is, like, a lot more. You can kind of stay independent a little bit longer, or you have that option to really get access to people pretty quickly, it feels like, or? Yeah, it requires the same amount of work. It's just a different medium. Right. So while you do have, while you can get it out there, you still got to get on the road, and you still got to, like. Learn to monetize it. yeah. Yeah. So it's. The medium is different, but the work remains the same. Absolutely. So so going from the band, you said the last album was really kind of tough because of the timeline, the time crunch, and it started to feel like work. What was the, you know, was that kind of, the, was that the beginning of the end for you when that kind of, when that realization set, um, sunk in? Yeah, we, I mean, that probably was a, a component, but we were, we had been under that deadline before, so I think... For us, um, we were kind of seeing at, at that point the label or the industry kind of folding. So it, it went through a process of kind of collapsing, mm-hmm. like early early 2000s, um, as far as like people who made money off of it, put it that way. The, the retail business collapsed. Uh, a lot of record labels collapsed. Right. So we were just kind of seeing a downturn industry-wise and... Um, it was kind of disheartening, so we, we kind of just decided to uh, to disband, and, and that only lasted a little while. When we were still we were still a very sought after live band, so we still 
hit the road even after we disbanded. We were still doing a little touring. Very cool. And then, so when when did the the hot dog stands kind of come up? What what that's that's such an interesting uh, you know kind of jump off from from being a live performer and touring and and getting into right. that. Well, we after after the, the urge, like we after we stopped really making uh, records um, for the labels, all of us still stayed active musically. Right. Um, and uh, so I had another band that I put together, and we were doing stuff regionally. Okay. The Steve Ewing band, and we're playing a lot. I mean, we're doing like maybe a couple hundred shows a year. Wow. Uh, with that band, and we'd also released some quite a bit of original material. And so we just got really busy, and then um, I was just looking for another business to get involved in. Food is something I was interested in, but I wanted to kind of ease into food um, because I don't have a restaurant background. I don't have a food background. Um, so we started doing street food, um, hot dogs in particular. And then we moved on from the street into a brick and mortar, which is so. Did you have? A, did you have a? Did you? Was it a hot dog stand, or did you have a food truck, or how did you get started? It was a cart. Okay, it was I one love of those it. Little street carts, yeah. Love and so that. we um, did that for a year, and then decided we wanted to be a brick and mortar, and then we opened that first one in 2011. And the idea was to do um, hot dog sandwiches, kind of like your your typical kind of Chicago hot dog kind of joint, but we wanted to take it to the next level and really start playing with some recipes. So that's where we, that's where we kind of got the idea for that. Gotcha. So did you, uh, were you out working the stand and like selling dogs on the street? Oh yeah, definitely. I love it. I mean, I had to learn it. Yeah. I had had to learn, you know, the the business. So, um, so yeah, I had to learn it. So what was that? You know, how, you know, what was that paradigm shift like to go from, you know, playing in front of thousands of people to to you know s- s- selling hot dogs on the road. I mean, like, what was that? What was that like? Well, to be honest with you, I was doing both, so it was uh, it wasn't like a shift. It was just I just added another component, <laughs> right? Gotcha. Uh, to my life, so now I was actually doing both. So the idea was to be able to have some balance, um, you know, with having multiple businesses. Um, but during that initial period, there is no balance. You're like, you're learning. So, so I was pretty much working 24 hours a day between music and food. I was, I was doing both. Yeah. So you were touring, you were doing hundreds of, of, uh, shows a year. You had a hot mm-hmm. dog stand. You were working the hot dog stand. You were playing the shows and just doing it all at the same yeah. time. Yeah. It was pretty brutal. Wow. I did that for, I did that for like a few years. And then, uh, until we started to kind of get, a rhythm at the restaurant. Um, I did that for, for, for a while. Yeah. That's an, that's an, that's amazing. Not, there's not a lot of people out there that like to hustle like that. I, I love the hustle. Hey, so Steve, right at this time too, were you also doing bodybuilding like during playing the shows, running the hot dog stand? No, no, I'd always, um, I'd always stay fit, but I wasn't competing at the time, whatever. Um, not until a few years ago. Uh, when some friends of mine convinced me that uh, that I could do it. It was something I always thought about, but I never, like, said, ah, I can't do that. And they're like, yeah, you can, because we do it. And they're friends of mine, and they're like, you know, uh, amateur regional shows, whatever, but they're, but it really, like, um, it's fun. And, and 
the training aspect of it is actually the part I like. So that's awesome. Yeah, what was I mean? What, take us down that uh, path for just a minute of just the discipline it takes to train and compete. You know, in bodybuilding, in kind of you know just the the work aspect of that. Right, it's a little. It's like a day in day out kind of thing. It's like little tiny bits of progress. Um, so when you get ready to to compete, like usually we prepare for four to four to five months out. And so that that's the case of training and eating eating right, you know what I mean, on a daily basis. So it's like just little bitty pieces of the puzzle come together. It's kind of like training for a marathon. If you have to train for a long run or anything like that, you just put in a few more, you know, steps a day or whatever until you reach a certain level. So it's the same kind of thing. So you've really kind of taken the same thing you took from music and apply it to, to the hot dog stand and apply it to bodybuilding. I mean, it's just that just keep doing the, you know, the proper activity over and over again, and it seems to start producing the results. Correct. It's like uh, that's kind of like the definition of like discipline. It's like it's just a little tiny bit every day. It's not to some people it's boring. You know what I mean, but um, it's that little repetitive action you do on a regular basis. Yeah. So will you talk to me that journey, right, of, I mean, you, you, you've you pushed through a lot of stuff to, to make it happen. You've never quit, it sounds like, really on any of these these big goals and dreams. What was that like? I mean, there had to have been times in those moments, building the band, getting get, you know getting it off the ground, the hot dog stand in the restaurant. What, 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 what was the thing that kept you going every day when maybe it wasn't the best day or things really didn't work out, you know, for that week or that month? Right. Um, just kind of having like faith in the process, you know what I mean? And then having the goal for one, it's like, okay, well, I have this that I have to meet. And then kind of putting yourself on the line, you know what I mean? Having deadlines or things that you have to complete, um, then you will complete them. If you, if there's something you've got to do or, or something you have to complete, you'll figure out a way to complete it. Um, especially if you know you like, you commit to something like that. So that's great. That's, uh, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of what keeps you keeps you going. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say is you know your your why now? I mean, I think everyone, especially the millennial generation, it feels like that's what's getting them out of bed in the morning is trying to find that why. What is that thing for you yeah. now? As if you as you've gone through so many things, what's that thing that gets you up and get, gets you moving? I'm um, just trying to find some excitement. I mean, I'm always looking for something like exciting um, or having that goal, you know what I mean? Like, okay, well, let me see, this is something I've wanted to do, and then I have the ability to do it, so let's do it, you know what I mean? And then just having some, some people around you who are um, supportive and kind of believe it as well, and my family's always been there for me, my wife, um, my kiddos, so it's, uh, that's what keeps me going. And sometimes you're kind of like, this is boring, but then you know there's something killer coming at the end of it, you know, so... Right, this, you just gotta stay stay the journey. Yep. And have you had people like in your your life along the way that have been, you know, when you wanted to do music that are like, oh, you're crazy, and then now you're doing hot dogs. Oh, that's that's crazy. You want to do bodybuilding, you know? Have you had those type of people in your life? And in, in if so, um, how do you respond to it? Did you did you cut them out? Yeah, or just kind of laugh it off. Or? People who, yeah, I kind of just go. I understand that. 
that there's that element in uh and because it's out of the ordinary for some people and so uh so you I, I never get discouraged by that because I know that once I complete what it is that I want to complete that they might actually end up being inspired by it or they might be like oh I, if he did it I could do it so it's kind of one of them things where um I don't really like I do kind of I guess I'll laugh it off a little bit but at the same time it's kind of like oh just you wait. You know what I mean? One of those things too. <laughs> yeah. I, I always find like with those kind of people, they're the ones that, you know, when you start something, they're like, Oh, you're crazy. And then when they see the completed, uh, form of it, or, you know, they see it manifest, they're like, they want that, you know, they just don't want to go through those menial tasks, those day-to-day things that are boring. They just, they just want the end result. Yeah. And you know, like not everyone sees what you see. So it's your passion. It's not there. So everyone sees what you see. So, and I've just learned over the, over time that you, you can't even really expect that either. Um, so yeah, so your vision might not be somebody else's vision. They, they won't see what you do. Have um, you, have you had the joy of really finding some people that you've truly inspired over the years? Like as of, as of late of, of just people that, you know, with the band and stuff that have really followed you and you got to meet some really cool people that, that you've really helped to inspire. What's that like? Yeah, lots, lots of the bands around here in St. Louis, yeah. And so it's, it's really cool because it gives you some validation. And uh, this kind of one says, okay, maybe I did something right here. And, uh, and it also kind of just empowers you even more uh, to to go after some things that you, you, you want to go after. So, uh, yeah, it's super cool. When, when you were, you know, when you were doing music and, and diving, you know, deep into like the creative process, was it hard to, was there a lot of people that had opinions about what you should be doing, staying with the, you know, the old album sound or moving to a new sound or how did you, uh, how did you handle that? Cause I feel like that's the biggest uh, issues. Of a lot of entrepreneurs is sometimes maybe listening to people too much or not listening enough. And, and, and what was that like in yeah. music? Cause I feel like a lot of artists get a lot of grief for either changing their music or not changing their music or doing the same thing over and over. Right. And so what was that like for you? Oh, that's always a challenge for anybody who's creative is, uh, is at one, at, at some point you've given your music over to people to listen. And so they're going to have an opinion about it. And so, and you care about that, whether you want to or not, I mean, you care about it. So there's always that, and then there's always you care about what it is that you want to do and, and all that. So there's a, there's a balance. It's, it's kind of not, it's not easy. Um, I, I think that everyone needs to change what they do at some point, even if it just makes themselves happy, even if their fans don't like it. I think uh, it's something that's necessary. Absolutely. And, and inevitable. I mean, it's like you, it's going to change. <laughs> even, if you, even if you don't intentionally try to do it change, it's going to happen. Absolutely. Um, so, so as you've kind of taken this journey and, and, and went down this path of doing all these things, do you have, is there something else on the horizon that you're looking at? And cause it seems like you're, you're not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, we, I just, um, I got some new partners, uh, business partners for, for the food business. And we are at this point just kind of preparing for expansion. Um, that's kind of the next horizon for us is expansion. We, uh, we expanded once, we opened a second location, contracted a little bit, closed one of them, 
and then reopened one, and then now we're in the process of expanding. Will you talk me through, because you were talking about the hot dog stand, and I know we're bouncing around a lot, but you just got a lot of stuff going on in your life. When you talked about really dialing into the recipes and creating something great, it sounds like every single thing that you've done, it's always about getting better and better. And, and with the food, what was that, what's, what was that driving factor? What ended up happening? I'd like to like dig more into like the recipes and what's kind of your claim to fame on all that stuff. Cause I, I haven't had the opportunity to even get to eat it yet. Well, we wanted to like go over the top, like, okay, we're not just a hot dog joint. We, um, we want to go over the top with this. So, the biggest challenge is how to do that with making it cost effective. So first, we kind of just threw cost out out of the mix. We just went after everything um, just to see what would work and see how we could get that wow factor going. And then, uh, and then we started looking at cost. But uh, the idea was to basically just be come out and be something different, be something new and and pretty crazy. So that that was like. That was the whole, that was the, the thing coming out. We wanted to sell hot dogs, we wanted to go over the top, though. And, and what was that like, you know, on the on the marketing journey of getting that kind of rolling? What, did the food stand get some good uh, marketing early on or some good uh, exposure? Well, that was, um, luckily for us, coming out we first did, it was, social media was really, like, effective for free. Right. So you could like, um, you could post something on Facebook and it would hit thousands of people for free. Absolutely. Uh, so we were lucky to be a, be kind of doing a new restaurant during that period of time. And I, I took a huge advantage of that. And, uh, while some people weren't, I was like, this is free. <laughs> <laughs> that was 20, 2010. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, in, the, in the golden age of that. Yeah. But before that, it was all about text marketing or, or that kind of thing with, uh, with, with food. Like, I remember you had some social media platforms that were really kind of push, pushing music, but with food, it was all about text marketing, which was, which is making its way back again. But, uh, once Twitter came along, then it was like a whole new game, and then Facebook was a whole new game. So you guys, your website is uh, uh, pretty cool. Um, just the fact that you can, uh, customers can suggest an idea for the next hot dog. And then yeah. it says that you've also been seen on the Food Network and in People Magazine as well. So, um, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a really cool uh, marketing strategy and stuff like that. What, what, is the, what is the craziest hot dog that you guys have or that you've ever made? Yeah, we've been doing that since the beginning, like we first started we took suggestions and some of those are still on the menus but probably like the, the one with the mac and cheese the grilled mac and cheese which has bacon and fried onion and mac and cheese and, and i smoke so it's uh that one was that one was actually a customer suggestion so i mean we oh, took nice. it to the next level but so we've been doing that for a long time uh allowing customers to come up with ideas and Every once in a while, we'll revisit it and say, "Hey, let's let's see if we can come up with some new menu items." You know, and we'll let the let the customers pick it out. So, are you still touring right as, as we speak? Uh, right now, we're not. So, Urge is doing like well, obviously this year, Urge is doing nothing because no one's doing it. But uh, we are doing some spot dates. 
okay. uh, in certain areas in some cities. Like, so we're in, you know, we hit Chicago, St. Louis, uh, Memphis, uh, Kansas cities. We're hitting regional cities, but no major touring at this point. Gotcha. And so are you, what's, what does your day to day look like? I think for a lot of people that hear how busy you are, I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to see kind of what, like what, how do you get it all done in a day? And so what, what does that look like? Um, well, um, get up, get a little exercise in, and then I go into the shop, check inventory or whatever, do a little bit of buying, and then we work, we open the shop up, and I usually will work, um, to the early evening, and then come home on the weekends, when we're, when shows are still, are happening, like on Friday, Saturday nights, I usually do some, something with my band in the area. I love that. So you just you just are constantly on the grind. Have forever been on the grind. Yeah. How how do you think it. how do you think you keep so much cuz you just you just sound just energetic on the phone. How do you think you keep so much energy with all that stuff going on and working, you know, sun up to sun down and and still doing the music on the weekends and and managing a wife and a family and kids? Like how how does that all work? Um, this is my personality, I think. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I am. I like to stay moving. Uh, and, uh, and the, I mean, the key to it, the bottom, you know, is trying to stay fit. That helps. Um, it helps with, like, just being able to maintain that. But that's, that's my personality. I've always been that way. I think that you're living proof that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that say that, you know, diversity is, is wrong and like what you do, you know, that you need to choose one thing and do it really, really well. And it just goes to show that that's not necessarily true for every person because here you are, you know, you got music, you got hot dogs, you did bodybuilding, you've got all this stuff going on. It wasn't like, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm only going to do this. It's like, no, I'm interested in this. So I'm going to do this as well. And I think that's really cool and inspiring for a lot of people because um, there's just a lot of information out there in books and speakers that say, you know, just choose one thing. Yeah, do, I mean, do one thing, do it well, and then do something else. You know what I mean? Like, pick one thing, do it, do it hard, do it, do it well, and then, and then, then you once can you kind of get some mastery kind of, of that, yeah. 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 So, so is there is there uh, any ideas of just are you, uh, franchising down the road, anything like that, or do you kind of like to keep the control uh, as you move forward with with something like this? Yeah, we don't know. We'll see how it, that pans out. That's uh, that's something that's, that's a possibility down the line. Uh, but now we're just going to expand on our own first, and then see how that plays out, and then, and then push forward. It may end up being better for us to franchise, and may end up being better for us to not. But we'll we'll find out. So, so how has the whole uh, economic climate been been hitting uh, your business out there in St. Louis? And what's that been like? I haven't been talking about it much, but I I, it, I, I am curious. I haven't talked to a lot of uh, restaurant owners uh, during this time, and I'm just kind of curious how that's been going and how it's affecting business. Um, it's it's kind of scary for most of us because uh, we've been shut down. The city, the city and state has been shut down for the most part. So um, we pivoted a little bit by just doing curbside, which most of the carryout businesses did. Um, we're surviving, but it's been uh, it's been a little, little, little crazy. <laughs> 
Have you have you noticed no anything like good come out of it? I mean, are, are you noticing that that pivot? Like you're like, oh, we'll continue to do some of this stuff, or has there been any delivery services or anything like that that has has been working? Yeah, we'll probably continue doing what we're doing just because we had to build this online bigger online presence. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're ready for we're ready for things to get get open back up again. <laughs> uh, are, are you are you guys not open there in St. Louis? We are. We're just we're only doing curbside right now. Oh, you're still on curbside. We're we're in Nebraska. We just yeah. we're like what 100 percent now on restaurants. Yeah, I think people are eating in restaurants. Yeah. I personally have not yet. Yeah, we're yeah we're totally not. Yeah, we're on. Um, you can open the dining rooms up uh, to 25 percent capacity at this point. Gotcha. And then uh, most places just aren't doing that. They're just sticking with curbside for a minute. Well, it's hard to staff. So, yeah, so- it's hard to staff a 25 percent. You know. Full yep. uh, dining room for sure. Correct. Yep. Can can I'm gonna go all the way back to the music, and I just kind of want to know what was the journey like in building that that fan base? Like, what 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 was it? Was it ever? I mean, what was that journey? And what was it to? Did were you just putting everything into those fans, those early fans, and and just constantly just giving them everything you got every night? I mean. That it's a huge task to get that amount of of, of follow following and fanship behind you. Like, what was and especially pre social media? Yeah, that's that's what I'm. I'm wondering what was that like, and and what 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 did it take to do that? Oh, uh, just like I said, like a lot of uh, a lot of playing, a lot of touring. Uh, it's play, 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 over and over and over. So it's like it's repetitive, but um. That was how you did it before social. And what was what was your big break on 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 the music? Did who, who saw you? When? How did you get signed? That's that's always a fun story to hear. Yeah, we it was no it wasn't a it wasn't a Cinderella story. But it took a long time. A lot of uh, a lot of the touring aspect of it until people like started seeing us, and then we had to sell around for um, for years. Until it started tracking, and then um, and then labels just started started seeing it, and then as, after a while, after we released our fourth independent record, then the label started figuring out that it was actually something that they could work with as far as marketing goes. Gotcha. But it was uh, it was a it took a long time, yeah. So it wasn't like oh, you just signed the urge. It took very many years before right. that happened. But Who'd you, who so we were who'd... we were an independent band, right? So did you get to start opening for bigger bands? After that, that traction started. Yeah, you just stay on tour, so it's like you're you're headlining, you're opening, you pretty much stay on the road for like a year straight. And so, some like I said, some shows you're opening for other bands, and some shows you're headlining in some markets, but you never stop. You just stay out, and that's what your agent's job is is to keep you busy. What was one of your favorite moments in your music career to date? Uh, probably playing at Red Rocks. We played out at Red Rocks. So we did a show with 311. That was many, many years ago. That was a, something I'd always wanted to do. That's that an amazing that venue. venue. Amazing venue. Yep. Favorite, uh, favorite new music that you've been listening to? Oh, gosh, that's hard. It's always a hard question to answer. Um, because I'm always listening to a ton of stuff. Uh, let's see, new music. Uh, there's a band out of St. Louis called Bruiser Queen. 
What was, what was the name? Quite a bit. Bruiser Queen. Okay. What kind of music is that? That's like, uh, I don't want to call it rockabilly, but it's like a two-piece like, kind of rockabilly punk kind of thing. So do you stay super involved in the music scene in St. Louis then? There are a lot of good venues. Mm, and... not, as, not as much these days. Mostly I'm just performing and um, and doing food. So uh, on that end of it, I'm kind of not really that much into it anymore. You know, there's, there's a lot of good music out there that I don't even know. Which I'm starting to kind of get back into. But I'm just, like I said, right now I'm focused on, on food. And uh, and regular just regular performances for myself. So is is the is the urge is that are they are you guys the ones that are touring now or is it your other band the the Steve Ewing band? Yes, we just play regionally, so we're just doing like shows locally, like within like an hour or two away. So it's bars, it's all kinds of stuff. But the urge is only doing spot dates. Gotcha. We're only doing like spot dates in big markets. What what advice would you give to, to upcoming musicians that might be listening? Just stay at it. And it's uh it's not gonna be sexy at first. Just just enjoy the music, enjoy getting out on the road, um and stay at it. And then as you keep going, get some get some help, get some advice. Uh and accept some help. You know what I mean? If there's something you don't know about, get some help. Because uh, things keep changing, but you gotta stay at it playing a lot a lot a lot a lot when you think you're playing a lot you keep playing because <laughs> there's some other band that's doing that absolutely yeah. did you find some really good mentorship along your journey oh my gosh every band we played with like every single one there was something that they did that we like grasped onto like and all of them the one thing that I know that all the bands that we played with that were successful is they all worked really, really hard. There was never a moment where they got comfortable. It's, they played all the time, or they were writing or releasing stuff. And then, so that's kind of what I got. That's super- out being on the road with other successful bands is is the work ethic. Yeah, and and you've really applied that to everything in your life. It sounds like and. And with that being said, what what would you say for people who are starting restaurants? Because you have picked two, two of the uh, probably the things that people fail most at in uh, in America when it comes to you know, everyone wants to be a band and have a successful band, and I think a lot of people want to have a successful restaurant, and those are really two tough things. So, what would you say to people wanting to jump into the restaurant business? What what's that been like, and and what would you suggest? Uh, uh- I mean, for me, it was like, I don't really have that background, like I said. So it was really about learning, and that took a while. So kind of start small, learn, um, and then move along as you go. Uh, I think you need to know how it runs and how they run. So if you don't know how to do that, you will fail. But so that, that was start small and learn. Just learning food cost, just what it co- like what it took to do a margin is. I mean, is that kind of what you're talking about? That's why the food cart was so important. Well, at, more than that, the operation. I mean, how to how to run the place, how to run a small kitchen, or how you know, like uh, how to have a small staff, how to you know that kind of stuff like that. So, actual food preparation itself. Right. Right. So if you, if you've never done that before, then. Um, so you, you and, and you and, and you and you hadn't done any of that before. 
not a, not on not on a big scale. So we started small, and we started learning, and I started getting help. You 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 weren't afraid to just jump were. in head first. Yeah, and like I said, I always had some assistance from people who are in the industry. So like with, I didn't I didn't do it by myself. So I had another friend of mine who worked with me for years who still does. It does have a background in food. And so um, while we were pushing the envelope creatively, uh, there's still somebody with me who knew how to run a restaurant. It's funny that uh, Zach said that, you know, you don't, you don't, uh, you're not afraid to jump right in because that's literally the name of one of your songs. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, got but you. I don't. He, I don't think that Zach knew. No, that was just that was ironic. That yeah, I, that yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I, did, I did listen to it. Maybe that was subconscious yeah, in my head. I did it. Uh, that was probably was that your most successful song? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good song. Really, I, I I really liked it. <laughs> um, well, cool, man. I, I really appreciate. It. Is there any anything else like for for because because if you don't want me asking, how old are you now? I am forty nine now. Forty nine years young, and and now like that you've 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 done all this stuff. I mean, it doesn't sound like you're slowing down. But what would you say to maybe yourself younger on? Would you just what would be your advice to your younger self? I guess I, I like that question a lot. Well, I don't know. I never look. I never look back or look look at it that way. Um, gosh, I mean, I'd say maybe even be even more adventurous. I mean, but that's been that's been the whole thing is just not being afraid, be adventurous. Oh, uh, that's awesome. And so yeah, so that would that would be easy. I like that. Just, spread, just doubling, spread out doubling, even, doubling spread down out even more. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, you didn't go far enough. You know, you didn't push it far enough. That's awesome. Well, cool. Next time uh, me and Austin are down in St. Louis, we're going to have to come check out your spot. I'm the dogs are good. I got to eat there, man. That's good. Yeah, come on through. Well, we have to catch a show, too. You know, it's like you got to go hot dog show and, yeah. and do the whole thing. It'll be, it'll be sweet. The whole thing. Love it. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for being on uh, today. I really appreciate it. And uh, maybe we'll have you on again uh, when we're down there. That's beautiful, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You got it. All right, cool. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it, man. And once we get it all produced and everything, I'll I'll send it your way so that uh, okay. you have a copy of it yourself. That's beautiful, guys. Okay, cool, man. Thanks again. I'll talk to you soon. No problem. See you soon.